Hello and welcome to episode 4 of 365 Talks Social Media. In today's podcast, we're discussing why tracking sentiment on social media can benefit your business and operation decisions in a way you may not have considered. So to start off with, we're going to be talking about why track sentiment. It might be something that you've had a conversation about with your clients. If you work in an agency setting or it might be a case of you're a marketing manager for a business that is trying to get across why sentiment is so important. So let's start with why it is so important today. Yeah. Um, I think if we scale back firstly to like 20 years ago when there was no social media, asking for like customer feedback and measuring the happiness of your customers has always happened. That's why you have, when you go to a restaurant, you have a table check. So your waitress whilst you're eating will come over and say, how's your food? Mm. Or when you're in a shop, you might get, some businesses have policies that you every staff member has to approach a customer and check how their experience is going this sentiment tracking is basically the same thing but just online yeah exactly and in a way that we've never had to experience sentiment like it but also when we talk about why it's so important people are giving you feedback even if they're inquiring about something, everything has a sentiment, whether it's positive, negative, even in some cases, it's a neutral comment. You should be tracking the sentiment because that is gonna give you an insight on how people are receiving your business, your product, and what you're putting out into the world, essentially. Yeah, I think there are so many ways you can use social media and its sentiment, and the sentiment side of it, the tracking, to give insights to your business. So an example off the top of my head, if you've got three products, three products that you think are really great, do a post about all three of them, look at the sentiment. Yeah. And also compare that to the engagement you're getting. So it could be that one product gets 100 comments, 80 of them are negative, right? So that's quite a big indication. Second product could get 50 comments, so it's half as appealing on, on place value, but all of them are positive. Mm. And it just, you know, it can give you so many insights. And that's just one example I've used. Yeah, and I was just thinking when you were talking about that, we've had a client in the past that was very, very set on this product is our most successful, this is the most popular. And it's something that they always believed was like their hero product to a degree. All the same products, just different flavors. But when they started doing polls and asking for feedback on social media, it was completely different. And now that's not saying that the product that they sell in a shop might sell better than on social media. Not everyone is on social media Mm. and is not a reference of necessarily exact buying decisions. But when you're getting that feedback, especially in the early stages, if you're skipping that kind of market research opportunity, you might get really disjointed feedback in terms of your marketing department will necessarily know that because of the advertising, this product is best received, but then the buyers might think that this product is a bit more received and it's gonna create slight disjointedness. So making sure that you're tracking your sentiment as part of both a market research perspective before a product is necessarily launched. We talked a lot in our last episode about the importance of Facebook groups, so do head back on that one if you wanted to hear more about that. 
that's a great way to get insight in terms of what your community think but also as you're releasing products and even if you've had a product out for a really long time and you're asking people for feedback or opinions or not even necessarily asking for feedback but putting a post out about the product and seeing how the comments reflect in terms of the sentiment is a great indication of whether or not you should continue keeping a product mm -hmm. whether you should change it a little bit or whether it's something that could do with a bit of a rebrand it's these types of insights that we never used to be able to get as easily as we can now now, and we can make decisions from the business from that perspective and that's just I'm just talking that from a product perspective but it can help operations it can help business decisions it can help so much more on a wider scale because you're getting that feedback in a way that's so much easier than before I completely agree and I think there is one area that I've definitely seen issues with with sentiment so mm. I'm gonna kind of like backtrack and kind of counter argument this a little bit the key to this is that the feedback and the sentiment you're seeing on social media, that has to be compared with another avenue yeah. and your other areas of feedback. So that could be if you've got a customer service department or an email address or verbal feedback. You need to take every single piece of feedback and use it together to make business decisions. Yeah. And I think this for me has really been highlighting in you know the sentiment that we do for some of our clients. I think we mentioned before that uh, here at 365, we manage quite a lot of hospitality businesses. I currently manage three brands that are hospitality based. And with all three of them, I always see vegan products on social media as being like a great topic. It's so positive. We see such a high volume of vegan feedback and you know from the social media insights it'd be like oh my god your business is booming from the vegan yeah. side but the reality is when that's compared to kind of sales or other forms of feedback vegan's actually quite a small proportion of the business yeah it's just um, that people are so excited and that community is actually so high in terms of engagement on social media yeah. that their comments shine through more than the rest yeah so that's why it is so crucial that although sentiment on social is fantastic and it is so so essential it just has to be put into your wider mm. feedback and kind of opinions on your business you've got to compare it to your customer services your in-store feedback or whatever but it's essential to use, if you're not taking insights from social media, you've really got to. Definitely, and if you're not taking sentiment at all, then there is just such a huge question is, you know, it's very easy when you're behind a brand, and we know this from a personal perspective in terms of working here, is that we personally might agree that, you know, this is the best way to go based on what we think has been the best thing. But if you break it down in terms of every avenue, that might not be right. And I think that that's a great learning from people that work within social media is that we understand social media is really, really important. This is why we're doing the podcast and we want to share our insights in terms of the industry. But everything needs to be uniformed with everything else and making sure that the stuff you're learning from social media does get implemented into the wider business strategy like um, Lucy mentioned. Okay, so next up, we're going to just move on to how to track sentiment on social media and this really varies depending on the size of your business so hopefully we're going to cover all scales yeah. as we talk about this because I think that we're probably going to get a variation of different people listening to this whether they want to learn something new from a business point of view whether you are 
working within social media and you're looking for the best strategy for your clients or whether you are a larger brand trying to understand kind of what avenue to go down. So when it comes to how, there are different ways you can do this. So let's start natively. Yeah. And if you are a smaller business in terms of your message volume isn't huge, but you're starting to see that there are different sentiment things coming through. And you're gonna get that note, as soon as you start receiving messages and comments, things are gonna vary in sentiment. It might be that right at the beginning, they're generally quite positive because of the fact that likelihood is that your pool of people is really small. But as soon as you start growing, you're gonna see this varying. So natively, you can actually go on to your social media channels and you can actually track the sentiment natively. So you can physically assess the sentiment of every single post and then put that in some kind of document. That means that you're able to analyze what people are saying and have it all in one place, but you can do that comment by comment. Yeah. The second avenue is to use a piece of software to track your sentiment, which for reasons that will be revealed is not my favourite course of action. We've seen, I guess, over the last year, two years, is that software, a lot of people and a lot of softwares have developed this like oh, listening yeah. sentiment service that they obviously want their clients to buy. But again, like Lucy said, we've got our own reservations about that. And it's something we've tried ourselves, but we don't like, and we're going to talk about why. Yeah, I mean, let's let's just lead into that. So I have been asked for the last, you know, two years, really, from my clients to give a really good sentiment report on either on a weekly basis or a monthly basis. And when this started to happen, I, you know, sat there and I thought, right, I've got to find a piece of software that's good enough, that can really show sentiment. So I looked at every... I'm not going to say every because obviously I didn't, but I looked at all the popular um, platforms and I'm not going to kind of like name and shame here, but you know, the, if you're a social media manager or marketing manager, I'm sure you're aware of, you know, the larger listening softwares that are available. Every single one I looked at had flaws and could not assess sentiment properly because it's a piece of software. Mm -hmm. And a great example that I'll give is I was actually in a meeting in London with a very, very large company who had just developed and done an improvement to their social media software um, that tracked sentiment. And they were kind of showing it to myself and our CEO and talking about how excited they are. And, you know, we kind of said like, oh, let's, you know, show us an example. And genuinely, the first message that was up was it was to a restaurant and it said, my... Um, I really enjoyed the slow roasted lamb. And that comment was marked by this software as negative mm. due to the fact that it had the, the, the word slow in it. Yeah. And that for me was like the biggest, you know, that was the real driver here that I was, you know, with this company who are huge, invested millions of pounds in their listening software to measure sentiment. And it was it was wrong. And I, I couldn't, I looked at every other software, I couldn't find a piece of software that gave me accurate sentiment tracking. And, I, and, and you know, we've already said that, sent, you know, tracking this stuff is so important and that, that there is equal importance that it's correct. So what I decided to do was to create a tracking software that is done by humans, mm -hmm. which, you know, software humans doesn't really like marry up. I guess it's more of a service than a software really Yeah. because it's something that we do in-house that is manual so every single comment is looked at, read on its own and assessed in terms of the sentiment. The AI that we looked at is that things like 
the word sick, obviously that can be used in a negative way in terms of I was sick because I had the beef at your restaurant. Yeah. But it could be like, I loved my visit. It was, you know, the decor was sick or something yeah. like that. The, the AI is going to easily see that that is a negative term because the word sick is not nice, of course. So instead, we took that in-house and we said, right, we can read these. We can assess whether it's good or bad. And that's going to positively affect the sentiment tracking that we do for our clients because it's all human-led and there isn't something else that exists on the market at the moment that does that. And that's not us advertising our product because our podcast is not is not for that but for us it's the importance of manually doing that and before you invest in a ai software that does it because they're not cheap and it can be a big decision for your business yeah if you're not getting that accurate information from it then really it's a kind of waste of time because if it's not accurate you're not getting the right insights i know and that was my reservations you know the softwares i was looking at were thousands of pounds a month yeah and i just sat there and i thought how can i get a thousand you know this this product which is you know like uh five thousand pound a month how can i get that signed off when i know it's not correct and i mean the biggest tipping point for me where i was like right i need to get this this human element rolled out was um i was using a software it was quite basic but um it's linked to our social media management software so you know we weren't paying for it specifically and I use that sentiment tracking in in a weekly report for one of my clients and I sent the report on a Monday and you know in there it had the sentiment and the client emailed back and said I don't understand because this report says that our sentiment's really good but we've actually had a weekend full of complaints and it was just it's so apparent that the software just doesn't work. And that's and, th- and it can be very particular to a client as well. So the client I'm actually talking about, they have a very young, aud- very, not very young, but I mean, their audience is kind of like 18 to 35 peak. So it is that younger that use those younger phrases. Yeah, AI is not going to understand language change. No. And regional language as well. So, you know, down south here, we have certain terms that we will call certain things. I can't think of really anything off the top of my head. <laughs> but, you know, up north, the way that they describe something as being good is going to be different to what a software developed in London is going to understand the word good. And they'll probably manually put in different keywords or phrases. But the general ones in terms of things being sick or, um, you know, even the slow example, mm. they're going to... There's only so much an AI can learn yeah. without it being human. A hundred percent. And I think what I've seen in AI, and if there are softwares that don't do this, then I am wrong. But in the softwares that I've used, anything that includes a swear word is put as negative. Yeah. Is understandable for an AI software to do that. But, you know, we see like comments. Huge example, like huge excitement where yeah. people are like, oh my God, this is the... Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's, it's a huge excitement thing or they've finally got something and they're just that's the way that they might talk in real life. And yeah. if that's how they tweet, then yeah, it's gonna pick it up as negative. And if, you're, if you've launched a product where people are really excited about it, and it's a 50-50 split, if you then look into that in terms of an AI format, you're gonna probably see that it's like 75-25. Mm. And it can be a huge, it's not just the odd ones that are wrong where we're just picking it up because we're being picky. There is so much that is picked up that's, there is so much that is picked up that is inaccurate that it just doesn't help you make those decisions. And so for us personally, it was just a case of like, well, we're not going to invest in this. We're going to do it ourselves. And 
the clients that we do it for have been so positive about the service that we're now providing for them because it's so accurate. The neutral comments are a lot less. So again, if a AI isn't sure, it'll probably put it down as neutral because yeah. it's like, can't make a decision. Whereas we can accurately quantify whether something is neutral yeah. or if it is more leaning towards positive and it's just so much more insightful from a business perspective. Yeah, I mean, get to give an example of where we've seen a real positive impact. So one of our clients is a takeaway pizza company and, you know, we monitor their all of their activity on social media using our human insight software. So the human element of the hum- of uh, sentiment tracking. And we monitor kind of their issues in quite a big scale. So we look at the customer feedback that might be negative and we suggest improvement points because of that. And one thing that we've seen, which is a great example of a business listening to their customers on online is we saw quite a big amount of issues with delivery times so delivery times taking longer late delivery has been quite a big theme and that's partly due to them being so busy because of lockdown but it is something that they need to improve and what they've decided because we've shown them how much you know that this is an issue is they are going to start giving customers compensation for late deliveries to help minimize that negativity and And turn it around really quickly. And turn it around really quickly. And that's, it's just a fantastic example of how insights on social media can improve a business. So what's gonna happen from there is as soon as that's rolled out, which I believe is next week, we will start looking at those issues again and we will hopefully see sentiment improve. Yeah, definitely. And I think that, you know, in other areas as well that they've, taken that from an operation point of view if people have made an order but you know you normally get a time scale of when it will probably be like here it's an introducing like a trackable service so that people can actually monitor how long away it is and you're on that journey with them and I guess an important thing to talk about as we're talking about sentiment too is the fact that when we do this human breakdown is that we have different topics for each thing so not only can we see the sentiment overview but we can also see a topic overview as well so it might be that even though negativity is only sitting at 10 percent 90 percent of that is about late delivery or it might be specific things to do with food hygiene or you know whatever it might be that you are then able to see wow that's a huge volume what can we do to quickly rectify it from a quick turnaround point of view so like Lucy mentioned introducing this compensation reward but then you can look at it from a longer scale thing too so if someone's saying about restaurant hygiene or staff rudeness or whatever it might be then you can actually look from a business perspective and think right what can we implement on the long scale to reduce that negativity even if it is just from a social media point of view you're able to think right if at the moment 80% of our negative comments around this topic this is how we're going to rectify that to hopefully improve the sentiment across social media. And then as you do that, hopefully customers will feel grateful because they feel like, again, they've been listened to. Yeah. And I think that this is really the overall thing that we're trying to get across in this podcast is that a, how important social media is in terms of from a business perspective and also just how much you can connect with your customers and how quickly they can go from, customers to fans because of these different things that you do across social so i know that amy's got one area that is really interesting about how using sentiment can impact your content plan 
Yeah, definitely. And I think I see this on quite a lot of the brands I look after is that even though that they'll post things about specific campaigns or products or whatever it might be, certain posts attract certain negative comments. So it might be that you've put out a post about a new flavor of a product that you do. It might be that when you talk about this specific flavor, it always attracts people complaining about previous flavors that you no longer do. Yeah. It might be that they have specific feedback about other products that is always triggered by mentioning this specific flavor. And so as part of your content plan, so bringing it back in terms of just a social aspect, if you understand that certain posts attract certain comments, you can make a real educated look at the content plans going forward and how you discuss certain things. So it might be about the language that you're using is encouraging people to speak negative about X, Y, and Z. It might be that the question that you've asked within that post is attracting more people giving answers that isn't actually specifically to that, but to do with something else. And so I think that in terms of a social media management point of view, you need to be looking at the sentiment from a content perspective because this is gonna really help you understand how to talk to your brand and how to get the positive engagement that you're obviously looking for. And it's gonna vary industry from industry, business to business, but if you're not tracking the sentiment and you're just putting content out because you wanna put content out and it's obviously a good thing to be putting content out, if you're attracting more negativity than positivity, then obviously something's going wrong. So. Just to conclude really what we've talked about today, monitoring social sentiment can help you understand where you stand in your business niche. This in turn can help you reach the right audiences with the right messages at the right time. It can also help you understand which areas of your business you really need to excel and what you need to improve, whether that is a social posting perspective, an operations perspective, or a customer service perspective. And tracking sentiment on social media can benefit your business in so many ways, like we've spoken about today and also in so many other ways, which again, hopefully we can do more specific episodes about measurement in more detail. But we really hope that this has helped you understand why sentiment is so important and why you should start doing it too. If you've ever got any questions, you know where to find us. You can send us an email on podcast at 365.co.uk. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, please do leave us a review. It really helps us decide what to talk about in the future and what not to talk about, which of course is really, really um, beneficial to us. And of course, by looking at our reviews and taking the kind of feedback, that's measuring our own sentiment of our podcast. Exactly. Exactly what we talked about today. So everything always comes together and we have to, we listen to what we preach here and we are making sure that we put stuff out that is really helpful. So if there is a specific topic you'd like us to discuss, then again, just let us know. But that's all from us this week. We really hope that you've enjoyed this podcast and we'll be back next week with another one. Thanks, guys. Thanks, bye. bye.